Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. Uh, you know, obviously this week uh, Malik was getting most of the snaps and throwing it to us and stuff like that. But, I mean, you you pretty much hit it on the head. We were just out of sync. I mean, I didn't know who was starting coming into the game, just like you all. So, Okay, let's bring in Clint Sterner. That was Jaden Hazelwood talking after the game. And, uh, Clint, let's start right there. Uh, welcome, first of all, I guess. How are you? Congrats to your Astros. Um, I hope you enjoyed that thoroughly. You had something good this weekend, at least. Yeah, man, I'm down here at the uh, at the parade right now, man. It's fixing to it's fixing to pop off. It's it's a good time to be in Houston. There's no doubt about that. But uh, you know, as as uh, unfortunately before the Astros won the World Series, I had to watch my Razorbacks take it on the chin from from uh, a team that had no business being on the field. So um, yeah, frustrating frustrating um, day up until uh, the Astros obviously first pitched, and then uh, from there on out, it it was a, a whole lot of good, but. Uh, but not 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 uh, so positive on the Razorback front. That's for damn sure. How about Hazelwood's comment about not knowing who the quarterback is? Is that a huge deal, or is that something that maybe happens more than we would think? Well, I think it happens more than than you than the, you know anybody on the outside would think. I mean, the, the thing to me more about I didn't know who that was. I hadn't heard Hazelwood talk a whole hell of a lot. But but I mean, I, I think I think he's a little bit out of line making those those kind of just flippant comments about what went on throughout the week and. And that he didn't know who was starting, and, and yada yada yada. You know, you'd rather you guys not necessarily put that out there. Um, but I, I, after a frustrating loss, I, I understand the emotions are high. And, um, I, I'd imagine you know there's several guys that probably said things they wish they wouldn't have said. But I, I would have preferred him to not have said that if I were if I were part of the program. Um, but nonetheless, it's it's uh, it's reality for, for Arkansas right now. If you took the, the name off the chest and you didn't know it was Liberty and you just watched the game, it is a top 25 team, and I realize they're not a power five team. They're certainly not an SEC team, but they're a very good football team coached by a good football coach. Um, does that in any way salve the wound? You said they shouldn't have been on the field with them. I mean, obviously there isn't that big of a gap, but uh, it's, it's disappointing to have a third-string quarterback come in and, and beat you and obviously to have a, a non-power five team come in and beat you as well on your home field. Yeah, it's embarrassing, no question about it. I mean, that. And look, we we can talk about the quarterback situation all we want. We can talk. I mean, really, there's no room to talk about the defense at this point in time, which you, you would like to think would be the reason that you don't win a ball game when when you have guys at least healthy enough to play on Saturday. The only really excuse is, is if the defense didn't didn't show up. That's really the, the weakness of this ball of this ball club. If we're just talking from a thirty thousand foot view, and and the fact that at the end of the day, we can cut this thing up six ways to Sunday, but there's one thing. That, that I watched for four quarters that I thought we were beyond. I, I didn't think in any way, shape, or form that damn sure a group of five football teams, uh, much less, a, 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 let's say, half half or maybe even more of, of the SEC, I did not think that they would be able to, to, to keep Arkansas from establishing the run for four quarters. I'm not talking about for the first half like we saw Missouri do last year or you know, uh, the, the whole game like Georgia, one of the greatest defenses we've ever seen, did last year. I'm talking about teams that you have the physical advantage um, on paper and you should have the physical advantage on the field. When it's all said and done, your quarterback's going to have bad days, receivers are going to drop the ball. Against A&M, I hate that loss. was hard for me to stomach. But you know what? There were some freak plays that swung that game big time. And at the end of the day, as a football guy, I can understand it. 
there is absolutely zero excuse for what we watched at the line of scrimmage, particularly when the offense is on the football field this week. I mean, it just there's no excuse for it. That's a team that you should be able in, in your run schemes. You should be able to assign one offensive lineman for a defensive lineman. And, and whoever's uncovered should be able to immediately get to the second level and get their hands and, and their body on a linebacker. And there should be an unbelievable amount of space for your running backs or your quarterback uh, to, to operate. And they're just there was the exact opposite. Their defensive line with four guys, um, they, they were able to move the line of scrimmage in the wrong direction. They were able to crowd the backfield. They, they were able to – to, uh, to slow the feet of any ball carry that Arkansas had. And that's just absolutely unacceptable with where Arkansas is at right now. Clint, Coach Pittman told us they shut down K.J. Hill during the bye week. He didn't throw the ball at all, uh, trying to rest his shoulder. His shoulder's bothering him. Then we were told last week he didn't practice uh, much at all, didn't throw the ball hardly at all, took some snaps, handing it off. You had to deal with shoulder injuries. What's K.J. dealing with? Or what, what's he having to go through? Well, I mean, look, when you don't it, – it, to me, it's it's less about what we watched as a fan and what we watched on TV missing a couple of throws. It's more about the being uncomfortable. Um, when, when, you, when, you don't, when you don't take snaps – it's a lot like a bowl game, usually the first half is difficult. The first game of a season is typically difficult for a quarterback, not because of arm issues or not because of throwing the football. It's about the collisions that are going on right in front of him. I mean, that's not – it's not – it, that, that's what's crazy about the mind of a quarterback is that you can stay level-headed and process at a high level with all of that going on around you. And so K.J. Jefferson, that, I mean, there were some signs, obviously, that he clearly wasn't seeing things right and he clearly was feeling the rush a little bit. But those are all things that, that you get beyond. And, and quite frankly, those are all things that as, a, as an offensive staff and as a coaching staff, you go into that ball game and go, it doesn't matter. We're going to run the football really, really well, and we're going to play action. And we're gonna run our quarterback some, and we got the physical advantage, and, and everything's gonna 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 work out, work itself out. I mean, at the end of the day, the luxury that you have if you're Arkansas, again, especially if Liberty's the opponent, is that you can dictate what they do. I mean, if, if you run the football well, you're gonna get man-to-man coverage outside, or you're gonna get some kind of cover three, which is a very very basic, very vanilla look for a quarterback. Whether he's practiced all week, or it's the first game of the year, or it's the bowl game, all that's irrelevant. If you run the football well, it makes everybody else's job significantly it's less difficult. It's none of it's easy, but less difficult. And Arkansas wasn't able to do that. If their quarterback practices all week long and they're not able to run the football, it's not going to be a good day for the for the Razorbacks. Doesn't matter. I mean, I, all that stuff is important, and I'm in the same business you guys are. They're all talking points. I get it. I mean, we can talk about, uh, you know, K.J. Jefferson versus Malik Hornsby or you know, this play call versus that play call. Or, you know, if we get into boy, receivers running running wide open for, for Liberty a couple of times on that defense. But when it's all said and done, it all comes back to one spot. If this offensive line can't, if they cannot, I'm, I'm talking about dominate the line of scrimmage versus that opponent, shame on them. It's not about Liberty. It's not about K.J. practicing. It's not about receivers dropping the ball. It's about you didn't dominate the line of scrimmage up front. That's your identity. That's what everything you do moving forward, that dictates everything you do moving forward, and you couldn't do it against a lesser opponent. Clint, uh, Clint Stern joins us through courtesy of Motorsports Authority. I saw some commentary on social media, for whatever that's worth, about A.J. Green. People would have liked to have seen him get more carries. I did see there were a couple, obviously, really good runs from him, and Dalton Wagner actually figured in on a couple of those. They pulled him on one play and brought him around and 
Uh, he helped clear the path for him, but obviously the offensive line did not have a great day, as you pointed out. I was talking about his style versus Rocket, who's a little more patient and sets his blocks up. Well, you didn't have that luxury against this team. Do you think maybe maybe a little more A.J. would have made a difference or he could have been effective a little more if he would have had more opportunities? Yeah, look, I, I saw the same thing you guys saw. I thought, And I actually saw it a week before. I thought, I thought the week before um, was it seemed like he was tiptoeing. I mean, if, it's, if we can call it patience or, or whatever, but it seems like he's being real patient, kind of tiptoeing, waiting for something to develop. And, and, and that's, you know, looked at that he's obviously done that really well. He got to 1,000 yards quicker than anybody in raceback history. I mean, clearly he's a great running back. But stylistically, to your point, it seemed like when A.J. Green got in there, um, it, it, it seemed like that, that there was a different burst, there was a different approach stylistically. And, and yeah, I, in hindsight, would that have helped? I mean, would that have maybe made a difference? Absolutely. Um, I just, you know, in the moment – it's one of those of how do you go away from your 1,000-yard back? You know, how do you – I like the thought of – I went back and forth on Twitter with a couple folks about Malik Hornsby. I like the, I like the thought of Malik Hornsby getting there and creating a little something. But how do you go away from your – I mean, your 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 identity as, as a quarterback, your experience as a quarterback, the guy that's brought you back multiple times. You know, the, the big play by one of those guys sounds great. But, boy, it, it is a huge gamble going away from a 1,000-yard rusher. It's a huge gamble going away from – K.J. Jefferson, who should be your identity. Hell, down the stretch, he should be, and ultimately ended up being the reason that they got back in that ball game playing well. Um, so, I, you know, I, I'm just not a big fan of knee-jerk reactions. I, I get it. I understand. Um, and in hindsight, it's fun to discuss. But for me, Justin, it's not a uh, – it, it, I'm not a big fan of the knee-jerk reactions. Now, I mean, you know, there's a reason why college football coaches get paid five million dollars to be a head coach and there's a reason why offensive coordinators get paid a million dollars a damn year they got to make the decisions you and me don't they got to make the decisions that you and me get to talk about and and cuss and discuss so could could it in hindsight was look better yeah probably would have would have worked a little bit better than what they kept on keeping on with but they they chose to ride the one that got them there well you get paid for scrutiny because guess what jim Rome makes a lot more to do the same job i do uh, as well, so it's all part of it. Uh, Clint Sterner, join us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Let me ask you about the two-point, and we'll get out of here. You were talking about KJ, and you talked about riding him. What would you think of the play call? There were some people critical about it. We heard boos on the play, and the uh, I couldn't tell if it was boos for the play call or boos that the officials didn't think he was in, because certainly Hunter Yurchek, from the video I've seen, definitely thought he was in. Yeah, look, I mean, the video I saw, you couldn't really tell, and I think it was one of those that whatever was called on the field is how it was going to be. It was going to be up. That call was going to be upheld either way because, as you can tell, the uh, what's his name, the receiver was in the way of the of the, of the camera, right down the line to give you a better look. And so, uh, look, I, I'm not you know, given if you know Arkansas, if if you if if you really you know if, if you follow the team, study the team. Um, I mean, their strength is running the ball between the tackles with a 240-pound quarterback, especially in short yardage situations. I mean, hell, they do it on third and ten to get into fourth and three, right? I mean, that's what they, they – it's, it's how they've kind of – it's how they've, they've made their hay and created their identity. So, I understand the thought. I went back and forth with a couple of, of, of old quarterbacks at different schools, but they're, they're, they watch college football, obviously. And, you know, you'd like for your quarterback to have options, you know, the run-pass option, the ability to throw the – you know, get him on the edge and, and get him some, uh, an opportunity to throw to, to Trey Knox or, or Jaden Hazelwood or one of these guys, and then if it's not there, then you run it. But but there's also, 
you know, there's also a, a, a part that'll say from a coaching perspective, well, if you sprint him out, then you cut the field in half, right? So now, now you're limiting. You're, you're, all they got to do is defend half the field. And so, I, to me, in hindsight, there's there's plenty of arguments, plenty of talking points. But I, I, I for one, I've made the decision that I'm I'm not. I find it very difficult to criticize anything that's downhill running between the tackles. If we remember correctly, they got stopped running the ball. Um, against, I think it was Mississippi State when KJ Jefferson was out down there inside the five yard line. I think two drives stalled inside the five yard line. I mean, look, you got we, we can jump on Kendall Browse about not being creative enough in that situation, or we can say, hey, this is one of two teams in all of America that's averaging 250 yards, 235 plus yards rushing, and 235 yards passing per game. You got to be able to move that line of scrimmage and give your running back a chance. So. I, I just I just refuse personally to, to fault them for ever making the decision to run a 240-pound quarterback between the tackles for two yards. And if you come up short, you guys didn't execute. Fair point. All right, Clint, thank you for the time. We'll talk LSU on Friday. It's going to be chilly on the hill, and we will talk to you then. But I appreciate you coming on with us today. All right, brother. Y'all be good. Go Hogs, baby.